Welcome to the podcast where we talk about all the things hidden in the shadows. This is Megan, and on this episode, it is only Megan again. I am doing this month's Encounter Stories episode, which hopefully we will start doing every single month. We'll do just a bonus episode in between all the guest episodes where it's just telling people's encounter stories. Because that's kind of like how we started the podcast, obviously, was, you know, sharing our own experiences. And we kind of wanted to get back to that. I feel like it's important to share everyone's experiences so that we can kind of make some correlations and uh, see if any of you guys out there have experienced some of the things that the stories that we tell have. Ex- have <laughs> I just got like jumbled in my my brain. Basically, the stories that we tell, if you guys out there have similar, have had similar experiences or maybe have come in contact with certain entities that are similar or things like that. So without further ado, I am going to go ahead and start with the first story. I don't really think we have a haunted update since the last episode. But uh, we are going to, by the time you're hearing this, it will be released Wednesday, late Wednesday, if not Thursday. And we are going to go to a local place uh, because we're kind of scouting out locations right now to investigate for Shadow Walker and to bring you along on Hidden in the Shadows. We're going to try out and see how haunted this one spot is. It's actually very very close to us it's in our neighborhood before our neighborhood got built up it was it was wooded areas in the 80s and now it's a park it does kind of border some areas that are kind of rough with crime and there are alligators on this trail so (laughs) so we're hoping that we don't run into any of that kind of stuff but we're going to kind of see i will probably because the park itself closes at nine So what we'll probably do is we'll probably go through the trail once during the day and then kind of pinpoint, see what we're feeling, and then do it again at night. Uh, Because obviously being winter, it gets dark at like six-ish over here and it closes at nine. So probably stay away from the water areas because of the alligators. Because I think that was a park too that had like the... Uh, like a couple years ago, they had this huge alligator that apparently ate a husky. So I prefer not to be that close. It is on like a creek. Yeah, it's on a creek. This area itself, you know, you have the new river and a lot of settlements back in the, like, the 1800s and stuff would settle along these rivers. So I'm guessing somebody on a forum had told a story. I don't know how true it is. I would actually have to go and see but apparently a native tribe that you know settled along that creek that river apparently got like extremely massacred and you know settlers settled there and then there was a curse apparently brought upon the land where then the settlers got massacred so don't really know how true that is if we go there And we do get a lot of activity. And then Isaac has to pull because of darker stuff. I mean, like I said, there was crime. So you never really know what kind of, you know, there's crime kind of at its back doors. So I don't know exactly what could be there. 
So we're going to just go see and hopefully we'll live stream it or something and take you guys along with us and see what you guys think in the comments. See if you guys feel anything. If you guys, you know, think it's creepy or not. Then if it is becomes a site, like maybe we could investigate, like full-fledged investigate uh, with Mike and Megan or something like that. Then I will start looking into archives and stuff like that with the library and see if I can get like, or even speaking to some historians around the area and see if I can get some hardcore like history background of the area. I know there was a couple things like one of the forums had where somebody was photography, like doing photography, professional photography. And they caught this really weird black mass. And then obviously on locally, I'm part of a forum on a Facebook page that talks about all the different places. And that place is repeatedly talked about. So like I said, uh, we're going to go to see what it's like. And then if we get a lot of activity and stuff like that, I'm going to start like interviewing some people asking like, you know, talking to them, you know, what did you experience? You know, that kind of thing. And then, who knows, it could be a potential place to investigate and get, like, an actual investigation. So, yeah. But, anyways, without further ado, let me start with the first story. So, we originally said that this episode was going to be childhood homes or, like, things that people have experienced at uh, their homes, you know, growing up. Some of these stories are like that. But there was also a couple that I wanted to throw in here that aren't really related to that, but that are equally, equally just as freaky. So, so the first story, so a lot of the times we do get people that will message in, but there are some people that have message in that don't really want their story out there, which I get. They just want to communicate with us just to see what we think on it, things like that. But sometimes we go to forums, Facebook pages, forums obviously read it and we will obviously ask people hey are you cool with us telling your experience on our podcast and they were and we actually have a communication back and forth so you know to see what they felt think here so the first story is by username uh kaho96 from reddit and the title of their encounter they put as i lived in a haunted house for over 10 years this is going to be a long one We were a family of five, me, my two sisters, and parents lived in a very large house. There were six bedrooms and four bathrooms. It had three outside balconies, two small and one large, and one balcony inside where you could see the living room and the kitchen from. Reason I start by explaining this is so that you get the premise of how large the house was and the layout. It was believed to have been built in the 90s, I believe. I moved into this house when I was in the fifth grade, and didn't move out till I was 25, so I lived about 10 years in this home. It all started when we were buying the house all those years ago. The owner who was selling this house was very chill and calm, but my mom could tell something was off. In one of their conversations, she finally got him to admit that he was extremely eager to sell the house, and he went on to explain that he and his wife were getting a divorce, or were close to getting one, What stood out in particular was the conversation at the time where he went on to say weird things happened in the house, and even the previous owners had said the same thing. He had gone on to say that it was weird and coincidental that every owner before got a divorce, and even some reporting hearing banging and whispering when no one was home. 
My mom went on to chalk it up as a coincidence, and she was determined to get this home. Even a, a little too determined. So we moved in, and that's when it all started. My sisters didn't don't talk much on what happened during the 10-ish years of living there. Only on rare occasions they'd feel touched or someone whisper their name, but they would ignore it. I guess eventually whatever was whispering their name or touching them got bored because as time went on, it bothered them less and less. It did mess with them every now and then, but not on a larger scale. My dad didn't believe in any of it and would often tease me and my mom about the experiences we would have. Not in a mean way, but in a typical dad joking way. So any experience, he'd write it off like it was nothing. But closer to the end of the 10-year stay, he began to realize that we might be right because as those years went on, he would start to hear more and more things. My mom and I got it the worst. My mom would tell me over the years she would hear whispering footsteps and on rare occasions hear someone calling her name. My mom would ask sometimes if someone was there only for the whispers to stop immediately and then start up again. Without getting too personal, my parents' marriage got very strenuous. It's getting better now, but within 10 years, it got worse and worse, to the point they were even questioning divorce. My experiences, on the other hand, would be thought things like hearing footsteps on our hardwood stairs outside my bedroom, rummaging through the cabinets in the kitchen, specifically through the silverware. I'd also hear my family calling my name downstairs. Most of the time, it would be the voice of my mom or dad calling my name, and every time I'd run downstairs and be like, hey, dad, did you call me? They'd be like, uh, no. And sometimes I'd hear my mom or dad call my name, but realize nobody was home. A few times I'd say hello back, only for it to stop. I know looking back, it was probably a stupid thing for me to do, but I generally thought it was a person. It quickly became, I quickly became its favorite target. I would tell my dad and he'd joke about it. My sisters didn't like to talk to me about it. And my mom was the only one that believed me. It became more active when no one was home. I started to try to ignore it but by playing video games, turning my TV on, or even music up loud, but it only grew more and more active. By the last few years, there were the f- their footsteps got louder, more whispers. My parents even called me several, several times from downstairs, and they'd get super upset because at that point I, would ans- I wouldn't answer because of the confusions of the whispers I had heard before. We started renting the house out and moving to another every now and then, and then we'd have to move back in and the activity would get worse. It got to a point where my dad started questioning if it was real because he heard his name frequently called. Once when I got, once when I was home and once when I wasn't. When he asked if I called him, I said no, he believed me, but showed genuine confusion and I could tell he was freaked out a bit. The neighborhood within those tennis years went downhill. It was at one point extremely nice and slowly more and more people started to come in causing crime to go up and a lot of robbery began to happen. Two times our house was robbed so we installed security cameras. My dad decided to buy a home defense gun and had a family meeting to tell us what he was doing for safety. Two days later I am home playing video games. Nobody was home. My dad didn't get a gun for the home yet and I heard the double doors and the doorknobs violently rattling and it literally echoed in the house all the way up to my bedroom. I started freaking out and hid under my bed and called the cops. The cops took 30 minutes to get there. Yes, 30 minutes. During the time I was 
talking to the 911 operator terrified, and the doorknobs kept rattling. Then suddenly they stopped. An officer pulled up and I ran out. We checked the cameras and absolutely nothing. My parents were relieved I was safe, and this is when my dad really started questioning what is going on. Fast forward to the last week of moving out for good. The house was sold to somebody else. Got an intense feeling of being depressed and that I didn't want to leave. Weird attachment that I can't explain. I even got into a few arguments with my mom about leaving. The last week was the worst. Activity was the worst, and I felt something strange come over me. Me and my mom asked if the other called called their name only for the other person to say no. Whispering, footsteps, rummaging, etc. But also doors opening and closing, which was something new. On the second to last day there, I was outside loading up my a box in my mom's SUV. And I heard an older woman saying, don't leave. I thought someone had snuck behind me. I ran inside. My mom had asked, had talked about hearing the old woman, but this was the first time that I did. Every house before this one, every house in between, and every house I've lived in now has had no activity. Dun, dun, dun. So, dang. Dang, that's crazy. So yeah, that was one of the stories that we had read or I had read that definitely stood out to me. And I feel like there's a lot of similarities with that with a lot of people that have lived in haunted haunted homes, especially from a child to, you know, an adult. That's crazy. <laughs> so next story. This story is another Reddit user. That we talked back and forth with. This one goes by Vicarious90. And this is what title of it is. My Paranormal Experiences as a Kid. So this took place about 20 years ago. I was seven at the time. And my family consisted of my mom. Her boyfriend. And my younger sister. We had just moved into a new house. It was located just outside of the suburb. So we had neighbors within walking distance and civilization was just a five-minute drive away. This was a pretty big house. Downstairs was the living room, kitchen, bathroom, dinner room, and a small room for the washing machine. Upstairs was three bedrooms and a small bathroom. One last thing that is important to know is that when you walked into the house, the staircase would be immediately to your right, and you would see the walk that led to the bedrooms. It all started with my mom. She was working nights, so there were several days per week that she had off, so she would often be alone in the house during the days. One day she had done some laundry and was carrying it into my room, which was the biggest room in the house located at the far left of the upstairs hallway. She put my clothes in my closet, closed it, and walked away. But as soon as she reached the doorstep, the closet opened. Confused, she went back and closed it, but still, same result. Although there was a closet door where you had to twist the knot, twist the handle and pull for it to open. She didn't think much of it, but this kept happening almost every time she went into my room. I can definitely relate to this because I've had, I've lived in a house where crazy stuff has happened with the closet and it is not fun. On top of this, she started to feel this intense feeling of somebody watching her in there. 
As soon as she stepped foot into my room, an immense amount of pressure came over her chest, and all she could think about was to get out of the room. She later told me that she would wait to go into my room until someone else was home. Then comes me. My mom didn't tell me any of her experiences as I was a young lad and she did not want to frighten me, but I had also started to feel the same feeling she had. Neither creepypastas or YouTube were a thing back then and I had not started watching horror movies yet, so I had a hard time identifying the feeling. I would often avoid spending time in my room if I was alone because I just felt scared. I also heard the sound of the closet doors opening. I would have nightmares about people coming into my room. I don't remember this, but my mom had told me how I sometimes would talk in my sleep. Their bedroom was next to mine, and I would say stuff like, get out. Then we had the experience that I remembered most clearly. It was around three in the afternoon. I had just arrived home from school, and the rest of my family was away grocery shopping. This was not unusual. I had been home alone multiple times. So I walk up this I walk up to the house, open the door, and just as I get inside, I hear something loud breathing coming from upstairs. Then I hear heavy footsteps, slow but determined. They go from room to the stairs. I bolt outside, scared half to death, because my first thought was a burglar was inside the house. I waited in the rain for 30 minutes before my family came home and I told them about what had happened. They found nothing. My mother's boyfriend had an experience. He was and is a skeptic. He was and is a skeptic towards anything paranormal. One evening he had a weird friend or he didn't have a weird friend over. I just said that I just added that in. Sorry. Uh, he had a friend over. My mom was at work. I was at a friend's and my sister was asleep upstairs. It's important to note my sister was three at the time. He was in the living room, which was located downstairs underneath the room watching TV with a friend. They were talking, having a good time. Suddenly, they were interrupted by a thud above them in my room. And then they hear slow, heavy footsteps going from my room and stopping at the stairs. They both freeze up and they fix their gaze at the top of the stairs. A couple of seconds they had remember within a couple of seconds they had remembered my younger sister being asleep upstairs, so they gathered courage and rushed upstairs to find absolutely nothing. His friend got so spooked by this that he went home and my mother's boyfriend still to this day couldn't explain what they experienced. Dun 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 so uh, both of those stories are kind of similar in the fact that, you know, like the mom and the son or the mom and the kid would experience things kind of crazy. And the dad was kind of skeptic. So I feel like that that is a typical kind of thing that happens quite frequently, actually. But ooh, nothing too intense. I mean, it's still intense because footsteps and everything else, you know, it's not there. Thankfully, it wasn't anything like scratches or anything um, demonic. But the next story that we're going to is another Reddit user uh, that goes by My Darling Darkness. And this kind of moves away from the childhood homes or experiencing things as a kid. This goes more into uh, a workplace being haunted. So My Darling Darkness, she works at a fake haunted house. So like those, you know, the ones that are like, you go through on Halloween and stuff like that. 
and she had some strange experiences while working there. So this is her story. For 12 years, I've worked as an actor for a local haunted house attraction. It's a lot of fun as I get to play a variety of horror characters and act at different scenes. While the tours we put on are clearly fake, there's a lot of stuff that goes on behind the scenes that isn't. I should start off by explaining that the building we do this out of is extremely old. It was once an elementary school. We gutted the section of the building that was classrooms and constructed it to what we needed it to be. This is when we actually started having weird experiences. There's plenty of activity that can be shrugged off as being feeling watched and hearing footsteps running in areas where there is no one. Then there are things not so easily to disregard. Such as one evening, a member was working on hooking up our sound system by himself. He had not even hooked up the large speakers yet when he started to hear a loud, deep growl coming from them. This terrified him. So much he ran out of the building and would not go back in there even to lock up until another member came down to go in there with him. He never worked alone in the building again. Other activities seem playful and childlike, such as hearing small giggles and whispering in the halls and in rooms that were empty, things being moved from where they were last placed. One year, I was in a rocking chair that I would jump out of as a group came through. The thing about the rocking chair is it was more of a glider and it was broken. I would have to use a lot of force to get the chair to rock backwards at all. It was right before showtime and I was sitting in this broken chair getting mentally pumped for the night ahead. I was completely alone when I felt something or felt someone grab onto the back of the chair and harshly pull it backwards. I felt myself flying backwards with the chair and honestly thought I would flip out of it. Thankfully, this did not happen and as soon as I stabled myself, I jerked to see who had done this. The room I was in was large and no one could have gotten out of the room without me seeing them running away. In a split second, it took me to look back. There was absolutely no one there, and I was suddenly covered in goosebumps. No one was even in the area around my room at the time. Later that same night, the lights were off. My strobe was on, and a group had just left my room when I noticed a small figure in the far right corner of the room. It was like a small child crouching down, looking at my way, and I was immediately worried that a child had left behind from the previous group. As I headed towards the figure to ask if they were okay, the strobe flashed, and the figure was completely gone. This same year, but different night, I was again sitting in the chair waiting for the next group when someone or something growled right into my ear. It was so loud that it caused my ear to ring. When I turned to see what it was, there was nothing but an empty room. I changed room the next year and didn't experience as much creepy phenomenon. There's not much history I've been able to find about the building, but curious to see what could be causing all the weirdness. So that's crazy because there is actually a um, location here that there was a murder, a brutal murder that took place, and they never found the killer. Basically, the two guys were clubbed to death in the building. Somebody had come, came through and bought the building and turned it into one of this area's like most intense haunted attractions. And they apparently they didn't know that there was a murder that took place there. You know, Jacksonville, Jacksonville in this area for the long time was like very small. It's like a small city. It's not like I wouldn't call it a town, but it's like a small city. But they didn't really have that much crime in the 80s and 90s when this took place. I believe it was the 80s or 90s. I know the first murder connected to the same 
era or same pawn shops took place in the 80s because it was my aunt that was involved with the first uh murder and then uh, it was a completely different location completely different people that happened but it was woodson pawn if anybody is familiar with that case but uh so basically my aunt was in the first woodson pawn murders that happened in the 80s no 80s i think it was 1990 and that was completely different from this but there was another woodson pond location where two men were brutally clubbed to death and they never arrested anybody thankfully with my aunt's murder you know like they got justice people that did it are in jail and all of that stuff but uh with them the two two males that were there they never they never got justice the very brutal. They were clubbed to death and yeah, very brutal. They don't know. I mean, I guess, um, I think there was some articles where they said they think they know, like the police know who did it, but there wasn't enough evidence. There was a bunch of other stuff, but yeah, that place is now a haunted location. Apparently a lot of, a lot of creepy stuff happens there as well. The owner that bought that building, the old Woods and Pond building of the second murders, he had said on a form that he didn't even know that that took place. So creepy stuff. And apparently there's a lot of places that start out as, you know, haunted houses that get turned into haunted attractions. We were actually going to cover that in a previous episode. I think it was in October, but we ended up not having time or not being able to do it or I was still finding certain research and and asking people different things on the locations. So we didn't get to do it, but maybe we'll do it this year because I find that extremely interesting stuff if if things, you know, get amped that way. Like, because it's interesting to know if like, you know, you do the whole horror thing and you scare people and stuff like that. And there's fear, you know, depending on the person going through the haunted house, if that amplifies the paranormal activity because it's energy to feed off, you know, you're getting everyone's heightened even if you're not scared still heightened like hairs on the back of the neck feeling for people so i wonder if that amplifies i'd be kind of curious to to figure to figure that out okay so this episode is is definitely going to be a shorter one just because we're just going through stories it's not a lot of mental input for megan just kind of sharing these stories seeing if anybody out there has had similar experiences and like i said Hopefully, we're going to do this every month and have different themes. One episode that we did a couple years ago that I I was really intrigued by was things people have experienced at work. One of the the or one of the spots that we talked about was hospitals because obviously there is you know tons of death, and then you also have you know from you know women and and giving birth and stuff like that. So you have like the entrance of life, then you have the leaving, and then you have all these mixed emotions for people there on different different things. It's it's interesting to hear from nurses and stuff because I know like my grandmother, she worked as a uh, CNA like privately, people's homes, and she herself has tons of stories of like craziness that happened, you know, when she was at someone's home. And interesting how she you know describes the whole. Like when somebody, you know, dies in front of you, the process of that. So I'm sure hospitals, nurses, doctors, they have insane stories to tell. But there was one in particular 
And this person was another person on Reddit that shared their experience, but he, I reached out to him and he told me, you know, definitely use the story. Just don't put my name in there. <laughs> and so we're not going to say the, even the username, but this was somebody that was a hospital chaplain. And at first I did not know what a hospital chaplain was. I just, I don't know. But the actual term of a hospital chaplain is, according to carterhealth.org, is the hospital chaplain works with the patient's care team by offering consultations about particular religious needs and perspectives, providing conversation about spiritual healing and health, and assisting with community or other religious resources. So I'm guessing it's basically like when maybe someone's going to die or just being over there talking about like the spiritual aspect of things. His story is creepy nonetheless. And it makes you really think like, oh, snap, what really goes on? I would love to interview uh, nurses and people like that that have experienced stuff at hospitals because I feel like I know me like having abilities hospitals is a no go for me. I hate it. I hated staying at hospitals. When I gave birth to my son, uh, I had crazy stuff happen at hospitals. I I really, uh, it was my son that I was at a hospital when I gave birth to him. Then uh, when I was five years old, I had throat surgery. I don't really like hospitals because it seems like <laughs> every time I go there, I'm, I have some kind of issue with excessive blood loss because I, I've shared it tons of times on here about how I had a near-death experience when I had my son. I lost way too much blood. And, you know, I could I could hear other people other than the nurse telling me, like, hey, go back down. It's not your time. Like, no, you got to stay here. Like, it, it was insane. But then when I was five years old, I had throat surgery, and they stitched me up. And then I sneezed, apparently. I That whole time, was, I was, I'm pretty sure I was probably on the astral plane or something majority of the time. Because I do not remember anything. I do remember, though... There was like another memory that I have of my call button going off all the time and the nurse is having to come. And I'm like, no, I didn't press anything because I had to be like five or six at the time. But there was a time where I was, okay, so my aunt was with me. I had sneezed and my stitches flew off and my neck was gushing blood. They were, they had me on a gurney and my aunt was like, you know, like, be okay, be okay. But I saw myself. I had astral projected, I guess, out of my body, out of my body, I guess. But I was walking with, and there was another time where they were like, "Oh crap, she's losing way too much blood," um, because the way my scars are, it's like right there on the center part. Because basically, they took my thyroid out, so I was born with thyroid disease, and uh, I guess the cyst had grown over it, and they had to take the rest of the working thyroid out. So it's like right there on the center of my neck. So if that opens up, I could see why, you know, there's an excessive. And it's crazy because you know why? I don't, re I, j I remember being outside of my body, but years, even to this day, I can't have people touch my neck. I don't like it. And for the longest time, I would tell my mom, I'm scared my neck's going to open up again. I'm scared my neck's going to open up. So yeah, really creepy experience. But this person uh, is, was a hospital chaplain. And his story is, when I first started, I worked nights. That's the first no-go for me. <laughs> I'm not going to work nights at a hospital. No way. I had a woman whose leg had just been amputated. She was singing hymns and gospel songs so loud you could hear her down the hall. 
I came in to talk with her and she asked me to read the Bible. Suddenly I felt some cold energy touch me and I got chills. It was very localized. The woman interrupted me and said, Can you feel it when the demon touches you? She's been watching you for a while. The demons don't like you going around this hospital telling people about Jesus. I visit her a second time. First time would have been enough for me. I visit her a second time, and as we were talking, she casually mentioned the demon standing in the doorway, the one following me. She was talking about something else, and just used it as a kind of example as it was just totally normal at this point for her to see spirits. I also remember a lot of weird stuff happening in her room after the second incident. Her charts got messed up. Her nurse couldn't be found. She was in a ton of pain. It was just like all these weird things kept going wrong for this woman. One thing after another. Dang. Dang. That makes me think of a lot of those horror movies I've been watching recently about like possession and like, you know, I mentioned it in previous episodes like Smile, Pray for the Devil. Oh, I can't do hospitals. No, thank you. Mm-mm. Oh, 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 I could just imagine. I had a hard time when I first read that story. I was like, whoa, gave me chills. I really, I, uh, I think this year I'm going to make sure I want to really interview people. Um, plus two, it's, it's really interesting to hear other people's perspective of people that are getting ready to cross over. Like I like to hear stories that my grandma tells me about weird things that would occur before, you know, of course she said that there was one time where the lady was passing and you could tell she was going because like it was like a blank stare and she was like her I think her husband was like Earl or something like that she'd go she would she looked over to the side and goes Earl you're here and then just passed and I was like oh that's crazy and then my grandma's also told me some other stories that it was like really dark <laughs> it was dark um she had said that one time this one lady she was working with she kept saying she saw this black winged thing on the other on top of the other house and that oh it gives me chills just retelling the story that it was coming for her and she was fighting it basically and it it really makes you think like whoa what the heck but the next two stories the final two stories i wanted to tell was one that i kind of mentioned a lot prior to this episode like last year but never got the chance to because originally we wanted to do these kind of episodes during October every week but schedule got crazy so we weren't able to do that but these were the two where they had heard weird ice cream truck type music and I think that's interesting because me and Megan of the Shadow Walker Paranormal team we have been to locations and we have heard, the best way I could put it is like siren music or what would be considered siren music. Like, I don't know if you've ever heard, I am not going to try and sing it because I am not the person. I have the worst singing voice. It It's like, just like where it goes from like, like what is what you would imagine a siren to be singing. And it would just, we would hear it. We heard it when we were with the first paranormal team. And we were at a farm doing a case. And then we heard it again at Pringle Road. It, like to the point where it was really bothering her. And 
she was like, I keep hearing his voice. What is this? Like, where it goes from like low to high, like the little mermaid song where she's like, you know, she's in the ocean, she's singing. So yeah, I don't know. I, th- I find that interesting. But this person is from, okay. And this person is, uh, Chaos Switch and they titled the story, uh, the experience, Strange Ice Cream Truck Music at 11 p.m. I live in a small town in Ontario and I've been, and I've never seen or even heard of an ice cream truck here or in any surrounding towns. I was outside having a smoke with my roommate before headed to be- heading to bed. For a little more detail, I live in an apartment building and we were only allowed to smoke out back. The back of the building is facing the main drag as my street is parallel to it and it also has a wooden fence so we can't see the main road. Me and my roommate are about halfway done done uh smoking when we hear when we both hear it sounds like music like an ice cream truck would play it sounded like it was on the main road nearly in line with us and it slowly moved down the road sounding like it was getting closer and closer to be in line up with where we were sitting but still on the main road it almost sounded like it was playing on someone's phone speaker to describe how loud it was Then, all of a sudden, the music stopped and me and my roommate both started quietly discussing how weird and creepy that was that neither of us had ever seen an ice cream truck around the area. Then a couple minutes later, we hear it again, but this time it sounds like it's far away on the main road, but in the opposite direction of where it was heading originally. And this person had asked on this particular forum any clues on how this is possible, very creeped out, any ideas welcomed. So, if anybody out there has heard of strange ice cream music randomly playing, randomly playing. Feel free to message us and maybe we can connect, figure out what is going on with that. Like I said, I've never, I've never heard the ice cream truck music. And honestly, we have an ice cream truck that goes here regularly. So, I mean, I would pose it as that, but I've heard weird, the weird singing before, but somebody had mentioned in the comments had also shared their own story. I'm going to butcher this username, but Patachillis, Patachillis, I'm not sure <laughs> what it is, but this person said one time when I was a teenager, we would go to this creek. It had an old, mostly dirt road, tons of woods. The part where we went, we called Rock Bottom. I was there at night with a friend just for the peace. No other road, and you could hear a car if anyone came. No houses near us. We heard what I thought was carousel music. From an old cornfield. No corn at the time. It was late fall, almost winter, no cars, nobody around. We looked everywhere. When we heard it, we just left. So that's kind of weird. That And then carousel music. That's going to be creepy. And don't even... I don't... I don't like open fields like that. Like cornfields or like that. I can't do cornfields. I don't know if I had a past life where I just had a bad situation happen or what, but cornfields i'm not a fan of but that's crazy because i could just i don't even know what would cause that like okay you could say residual but it's an apartment building unless it was i don't know i don't know that's just creepy but if anybody out there has any explanations or have ever experienced the same message us and maybe we can make some connections and figure out what's what that is but i think this actually concludes the first episode of the year on encounter stories and like I said, it was supposed to be childhood, like home ish paranormal experiences, but it kind of morphed into just experiences. 
Um, but those were some of the stories that we've been wanting to kind of share, especially the hospital chaplain one, because I thought that was weird. And I got, ugh, I just got like super bad chills when I was reading it. And so I thought you guys would too. Um, but yeah, as always, guys, you can catch us on social media. You can catch us at Hidden in the Podcast 2 on TikTok, Hidden in the Shaw 6 on Twitter, Facebook, Hidden in the Shadows Podcast. You can catch our YouTube at Hidden in the Shadows Podcast. You can catch us on Instagram, Hidden in the Shadows Podcast. And I think that's it. If you go to our website, we're going to start putting out blog posts. I'm going to start writing blog posts on different paranormal subjects. Hopefully those will be out. New blog posts will be out every, but three times a week. Some of them, some of the blog posts will correspond with the episodes just in case, you know, you, well, I guess if you're listening now, you would listen to the episode, but more of an in-depth discussion or maybe things like we forgot to mention on the episode will be featured in the corresponding episode recap blog. But then I'll also talk about more haunted locations. Um, definitely our investigations that we do will be posted on there as well. And then I'm trying to think if we have anything coming up. I know our next episode will be on Monday. It will be covering Haunted Canada. So locations in Canada that are haunted and spooky. And um, we're also going to talk about the paranormal teams that are in Canada because we have a lot and we get along with them very, very well. So that will be that. And then next Wednesday, we will have a guest episode with Christy from the Unknown Paranormal, who is a also a team in Canada. Uh, she comes on to explain her experiences and she has abilities. And I talk with her on how she kind of like copes with going to investigating using her abilities and her experiences, what led her to want to embrace her abilities, that kind of thing. And then our final episode of the month will be about crop circles, which I find interesting. And hopefully you guys will too. But yeah, so that's that's the announcements. Uh, so if you're listening to this on Thursday, stay tuned because we will probably video from live video from well video from the location that we're kind of scouting just to see and if you just want to hop in the chat and talk to us as we go along we'll probably break out the spirit box and obviously see what i get see what isaac gets just from looking at pictures uh, megan has said like it's not super dark but it definitely is haunted so we're gonna see see what we get and yes so yeah we'll catch you weirders in the next one yeah Zombie